what, what I'd like to speak about tonight uh, is really things I really haven't mentioned even, uh, even publicly. But anyway, uh, because I really wanted to give you a much greater understanding of what is happening today. <clears throat> and in many ways, what does it have to do with the Messianic era? Because there's certain things going on which I, I think are just, uh, you know, uh, extraordinary. But one of the main ideas is that the concept of a pandemic is what? The concept of a pandemic is to bring justice into the world. You know, and a pandemic which is global is to bring justice to the world in a global way. For instance, you know, in 1348, there was probably the greatest pandemic of all time. What that was, it was the, uh, the Black Plague, the bubonic plague, that's what it's called. Uh, it was caused by a bacteria that was in a flea that was carried by rats. That's basically what it was. But it was a, really a terrible pandemic. And the death rate was incredible. They estimate a uh, hundred million people died, died, not was sick, but died. 50% of Europe died. It was a massive, a massive slaughter. Uh, so if somebody thinks about that, you know, why did that happen? Well, there are many reasons, but one of the primary reasons is because this was payback to the Crusades. <clears throat> the Crusades, which were, was, it was Christianity's attempt to take back Jerusalem from the Arabs. There's a guy, Saladin, and Saladin captured uh, Jerusalem. And the Christians wanted to take it back. So they started a whole, the Pope, I think it started from him, <clears throat> had a whole campaign to take back uh, uh, Jerusalem. <clears throat> so he would recruit people from all over Europe. And that started the crusade. So the crusade started in 1096, a long time ago. So what they did is, and there were several of them, not just one. There was like different attempts. I, I think it was about four or five of them, whatever. But the main idea is that people used the Crusades as an excuse to kill Jews. And what they did is they went through Europe and they were destroying many, many different Jewish communities. It was terrible, you see. Now, one of the interesting things about it is that the Jews hardly ever got the pandemic. And the reason for that is because we know Jews are very clean. They'll go to the mikveh, or they'll have netilat yudayim, right? They wash their hands in the morning, in morning and so on. So there was very few deaths among Jews. So the goyim accused the Jews of poisoning the wells. Because they said, why, why aren't the Jews getting also uh, the uh, black plague? <clears throat> but the main idea is that they killed Jews. They destroyed many, many different communities in Europe. Well, guess what? In 1348, I mean, obviously God had enough. And the decree was that he would destroy Europe, which he did. Because it's not only that he killed over a, probably close to 100 million people. That, that was easily at least half of Europe. But he really changed the world. Because when that many people die, the world changes, you see. <clears throat> so that's one idea, you know. <clears throat> Then throughout history, there's always been, you know, pandemics. I believe the one in 1918, which is the Spanish flu, was also pandemic. And the historians estimate also about 75 to 100 million people died 
in the pandemic of the Spanish flu in 1918. <clears throat> and I believe the reason for that was a World War I. Because what they did, it's incredible, because somebody was assassinated, it's called the Archduke uh, of, um, was it Hungary, whatever, uh, but he was assassinated, so everybody decided to go to war. And what there are thousands and thousands of, tens of thousands of people killed. For what? For nothing. Uh, so again, you can hear the decree. It, it was murder on a massive scale for no reason. So obviously the judgment was that if this is what you want to do, kill people for nothing, for no reason, then I will kill you. And he did. He killed close to 100 million people who died. Not was sick. We don't even know how many people were sick but who died, and so on, you know. <clears throat> so therefore, we have to understand that a pandemic always does something in response to a judgment. That is an important principle. Now, I had mentioned also, I don't know here, but whatever, <clears throat> America is a very important country, you see, because America is destined to be the toif of the good part of Esav, and therefore, in many ways, God cleans up America. That's why God is behind America. I mean, America is the richest country, it's the most powerful country, and there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because America uh, is, is destined to help the Jews, Israel, <clears throat> do the tikkun. But besides that, that you can see America is very good, is, look how much Torah is learned in America the yeshivas, the shuls, the Jewish organizations, all of it is freedom of religion. And that's a tremendous merit that America has, you see. And the reason why they do it is because they're the Tev Shabbat They're the good part of Esav, you see. <clears throat> now, what's interesting is in 1860, by that time in American history, America was high of Misa. They also were judged to die. Why? Because of kidnapping. There was a tremendous slave trade. Now, America didn't go to Africa and steal the blacks. <clears throat> but what they did do is they bought the blacks off the, the slave traders, which is forbidden. So by buying a black, by steal, so by stealing blacks, because a goy is high of Misa in kidnapping. In fact, even a Jew is high of Misa the death penalty for stealing, kidnapping. <clears throat> so what happened was, is that, you know, there would, they would, they would all kinds of slave traders in Africa, and they would go into the in, inner uh, jungles and so on, and they would steal blacks, literally, it was incredible, from their tribes and so on. And then what they would do is, it was a slave trade, and they would sell tra slaves to America. So it comes out the whole South was filled with black slaves. But the problem is you can't do that. You cannot kidnap people. And even if you didn't go into Africa and kidnap them, but still it doesn't make a difference because by buying them and keeping them as slaves, you are continuing the kidnapping process. So what God wanted to do is he had to, in many ways, uh, atone for America. Because again, America is a special country. I, I mentioned the Shia before the concept of 1776, if you remember, which was Shiva Asabatamuz. And I had mentioned that uh, Independence Day was on Shiva Asabatamuz. Why? 
even though Shiva also Betamoz is a very bad day for the Jews, but we know that as time gets closer and closer to the Mashiach, then both Tishabov and Shivas Betamovs become good days. <clears throat> so it's interesting that America was founded on a day which is a f- tremendous fast day for the Jews. Because ultimately speaking, when America was founded in July 4th, 1776, it was a good day that Shivas Betamovs became, you see. In any case, so God had a so-called clean-up America from the death sentence on America because of the terrible sin of kidnapping. And that's what he did. What he did was he created the war, uh, the, uh, civil, uh, the civil war. The civil war killed between six, I think, and 700,000 people, an enormous amount of people. And it was all internal in America. So therefore the civil war is a mida connected mida, you know, it, it, it satisfied the judgment of death. You see, the Civil War, and that's why so many, so many people, Americans, died. So again, we see that these kinds of affairs, there's always a reckoning in terms of what happens, you see. <clears throat> now, let's take a look. <clears throat> I had mentioned several times already that, that America is in very bad trouble. Why? Because we know the concept of a marble. The marble happened primarily, although it had associated ideas, but the primary reason for the marble was what's called homosexuality. Shinoi Min. Because the whole world now became uh, a deviant, sexual deviancy. Therefore the world was Chayav Misa. So God did that. That was the marble. He killed the whole world. You see, uh, so we know that the sin, that particular sin of, of, of homosexuality and same-gender marriage and so on, you know, is a death sentence, and that's what the Torah says. And that's not only true of Jews, it's true even of non-Jews. Because if you think about it, that whole world was basically non-Jews, yet they all died. Uh, so here's a problem. There's a massive problem. The problem is that uh, in June... I think it was June 2015, I had mentioned Anthony Kennedy. He was the, uh, the Supreme Court, had the case, and he, together with four other people, five people voted uh, that it is a constitutional right to have a same-gender marriage, which is incredible. So here's the problem. The problem is if there's a, 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 uh, a law that allows that, uh, then God takes action. And I had mentioned in the Mabel the, that the, the decree of death on the world was only because when, you, uh, when one man married another man or whatever it went, he actually would write a ksuba. And a ksuba is a marriage document. You see, it's a marriage document that makes it legal. God will not tolerate that. <clears throat> you see, and there are many examples of that. But the problem today is that because the Supreme Court allowed it, and not only that, but they made it part of the Constitution, to change it needs a constitutional amendment. So what they did is they terribly degraded America into the sin of the marble. Therefore, as a result of that, America has a death sentence. I know it's hard to believe, but that's what it is. Therefore, America is worthy in many ways of a marble. You see, 
<clears throat> and therefore, as a result of that, God has to deal with this. Now remember, America is Tev Shabesov right now under Trump, you see. And the Tev Shabesov, obviously, God wants to preserve them because they are responsible for the Tikkun in many ways to assist the Jews, you see. <clears throat> so then the question is, how is God going to uh, deal with this? You know, how is he going to deal with the fact that America has become a terribly amoral country? You see, that is the question. Because he wants to preserve it, because really they are supposed to help the Jewish people do the Tikkun, <clears throat> which we see Trump is doing incredibly, which I will mention later with uh, the United Arab Emirates and so on. But anyway, what the messianic implications of that is. But in any case, <clears throat> so the question is, how is he going to get America out of this? And you know what the answer is? Very interesting. God has decided to destroy America. Why? Because the Kitrug, the Sutton, he is screaming at the top of his lungs, if an angel has lungs, that is, that what do you mean? America deserves to die because they have created the permission of homosexuality become part of the fabric of the culture of America, which is terrible. And we know America also is responsible to communicate that to the entire world, you know, because they, they have movies made out of this and everybody watches American movies and so on. You know, what America does, the world copies. Uh, so therefore the Sutton is proclaiming and he's, den he's, he's saying that, what do you mean? America must be destroyed. <clears throat> now, you may say to yourself, wait a minute, why would the Sutton want America to be destroyed, right? Because on the contrary, it's a Toshe Beisov. And the answer is because it's Toshe Beisov, he wants it destroyed. You see. And what is it, dis but, uh, but he wants the Rosh Beisov in America to take over. So how does that work out? Uh, therefore, what God does, what can destroy America, which is interesting, what can destroy America is what? Is somebody who is running to be president who wants to take away the values and the culture of America. Biden. What does Biden want to do? He wants to take away capitalism, right, which is free trade, and he wants to take away not just free trade and capitalism, but he wants to take out away a tremendous amount of liberties, freedoms that America has. I mean, I don't want to go through all the policies of this crazy idiot, but this is what he wants to do, you see. <clears throat> the problem is what that will do is destroy America, and everybody knows it. If Biden is elected president, that's the end of America, because he will change the entire American way of life, you know, from a capitalistic country with tremendous amount of freedoms, he will change it to a socialist country, communism, where the government now takes over and dictates the policy. It's the end of America. In any case, we don't even know the extent. I mean, it's just incredible ideas, you know. <clears throat> but uh, so that, that's the idea. Um, but it's not only that. People do not realize there are hundreds of millions of guns that Americans own. I don't know if you know that. Uh, right now, millions and millions of guns were sold because there's no police. 
But I once read a statistic. There's like, I think, 250 or maybe 300 million guns in America, you see. <clears throat> and one of the things that Kamala Harris, who's the vice president, who wants to be the vice president, right? One of the things that she wants to do is to force everybody to sell their guns, right? To sell their guns back to the government. No, it's take away everybody's gun. Now, do you think for a minute Americans are going to allow this crazy woman to do that? Of course not. So the second destructive act that can happen in America, which would happen, I believe. So the first one is Biden and Harris to destroy America, the whole, uh, all the principles that America stands on concept of capitalism, free trade, the concept of liberties and freedoms and so on, they will destroy America. But they will also destroy America with the other ideas. You see, imagine taking back or saying that you have to take back all the guns. I guarantee you there will be a civil war against the government because people are not going to allow that. Not only that, they want to allow illegal immigrants. Anybody who wants can come to America and they will give them free medical, free education. It's incredible what they want to do. They want to defund the police. Uh, I don't want to go through the, all the things, but what they will do is effectively destroy America. <clears throat> so God can destroy America, right? So the fact that there's a guy who's running to destroy America, of course, of course he doesn't say so. The fact that he's a guy who wants to make America a socialist country is unbelievable. Who would ever think that America would even think about this? Let alone have a guy who's going to run for president. So what we're witnessing is what's called a guillotine. That's 10 foot off the guy's neck. And it could be released in any second. You see. Why? Why is that? Why is God putting America in a position where they can be destroyed? And the answer is because what I said, because America has become a terribly immoral place. And we, we don't even know the extent of immorality, you know, that you cannot even discriminate against somebody like that, you know, and so on. Uh, if a guy wants to marry another guy, whatever, and so on, you know, we don't even know. And, and, and people, some people told me that this is the in thing to be a homosexual without getting into the whole thing. But America has terribly degraded morally. And therefore, what God has done is he allowed uh, a possibility of America being destroyed through Biden. But we know that God does not want America to be destroyed because ultimately speaking, he wants America to help the Jewish people, which is, what they, which is exactly what Trump has done, you see. And we know Trump is too because part of Esau. He's done an incredible job so far. But anyway, so what, what has God decided? An incredible thing, right? Destruction means death, correct? Well, there are many ways of dying. The Chazal tell us that there are four things are, that are called death equivalencies. They know that if somebody has to die, then he can, be, he can replace the death sentence with some other form of punishment. And that is a, uh, is a judicial equivalency called death. What are they? So the, the Chazal tell us that the first one is somebody who's blind. Because a blind person cannot really interact with the world. 
he's considered as if he was dead. The second thing is extreme poverty. If a person is very poor, that is also considered as if he died. Because without money, how do you interact with the world? You see, a third one is a, a woman who is, uh, has no kids, so therefore there's nobody to carry on. So that woman is also considered as if she's dead. And the fourth one is a matzura, somebody who has saras, which is a skin disorder uh, in the Torah, <clears throat> and he has to go outside the camp. So somebody who's in a social isolate is considered as if he's dead. So what the Ramanisham has done is amazing. He has said the following, I'm going to give America a death equivalency to Joe Biden because I don't want to destroy America, you see. Because with Joe Biden, you will not be able to reverse it for years. And he will have created such destruction, it will be irreversible. So what did God do? He brought a judicial equivalency. So instead of doing that, what he has brought is a pandemic called COVID. That's what COVID is. COVID is a death equivalent to America. And the amazing thing, it's not just people dying or people getting sick, but the real tragedy of COVID is the economy. The economy, people are, people, you know, it, it's astounding. People are not making money. They're losing money like crazy, you see. They may never open again. There's a tremendous poverty in America now because of the economic situation, which is the lockdown, the shutdown, because of COVID. So what we begin to realize is COVID-19 is really a death equivalent, you see. But the Ramanisham has Rachmanus, mercy, why? How? Because he's allowed the government to send out checks. But of course it's not the same. You see, because there are many businesses that will not be able to open. I think economists estimate between one-third and one-half of all businesses will not open. So could you imagine what that means? You see, so the poverty of the COVID is a death equivalent. But in a certain sense, we can realize that it's a chesed. Why? Because the alternative would be Joe Biden, who would destroy America totally. But COVID is not. Why? Because besides the fact that the government is helping, what is more important is COVID-19 will eventually be removed because of a vaccine. You see, the vaccine, it's, it's only a matter of time until there's a vaccine. In fact, there's over 100 of them in line to, you know, to become the vaccine. Uh, so eventually, uh, there will be a vaccine and uh, that's it. You see, so that will go away. So that's called temporary, you see. But we now understand something very, very important. That what COVID is, is a judicial equivalent to a death sentence. But the possibility of a death sentence looms, you see. And that, of course, is the Biden and Harris and so on, you see. <clears throat> because they, if they are elected, will destroy America, you see. But that will not happen again, because of COVID-19, and therefore that death sentence has been, to a large extent, averted. Um, but what's interesting is that it's still there. Why? Because if America continues with this type of immorality, then God can kill America in other ways. To God, it doesn't make a difference. So right now, he's going to deny Biden the presidency. 
And the way he did that, by the way, which is amazing, is he had Biden appoint uh, Harris as a vice president. Now, she's a terrible woman. I mean, she, she was a terrible uh, attorney general for California, you know, and uh, just she's a ruthless individual, very aggressive, you know, and there are many people that hate her. And besides, her policies are insane. You know, her policies is the Green Deal to allow Ill, 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 any illegal immigrant in the United States, which is insane. Then to grant them free medicine, free education, you see, she's going to take back all the guns. She wants to take down the wall. It's just incredible what this woman wants to do. So when you think about it, what Biden should have done uh, is he should have picked the, picked the vice president that's more moderate. Instead, he picked a person that's worse than him. Why? So therefore, America will reject Biden and Harris because many people hate her, especially the blacks. Why do the blacks hate Harris, who's a black? Because she allowed blacks to be in prison in California longer than they deserved. She was ruthless to the blacks themselves, and they remember that. <clears throat> now, a second way that God is going to make sure that Biden does not win is the murder of George Floyd. Because what that has done is unleashed the cockroaches from the wall, the Antifa, the people who want to destroy America, you see. And we are witnessing something that we've never seen before, uh, that American cities are healthcare. They're completely, you know, just uh, uh, chaos. I mean, you look at the cities, the major cities, you know, New York, New York City, you look at Chicago, you look at Portland, you look at Seattle, Atlanta, Minneapolis, and so on, many cities. It's unbelievable. Property is being destroyed. Nobody cares. <clears throat> so people are frightened because they realize, you know, what a liberal Democrat, and these guys are basically the liberal Democrats, these guys are the governors and mayors of all these cities, you see. So they realize that if these guys get in, you see, the Democrats, then that's the end of America. That's the end of the safety and security of America. So when you think about it, that's absolutely amazing. So one of the reasons why God allowed George Floyd to be murdered is to create a scenario in which people realize that liberal Democrats are the worst thing for America. You see, <clears throat> but what God has decided is something else. If America, in a certain sense, doesn't change its ways, if they become more and more degraded and immoral, there's another way to destroy America or severely punish it. And people don't realize it. But I will tell you what's happening. Uh, what is happening is God will raise another nation that will outshine America. Right now, nobody understands, you know, where did communist China come in? All of a sudden... You know, communist China is becoming a tremendously aggressive nation. Now, communism, we know, is terrible. It's a tyranny. It's a dictatorship, which is terrible. I mean, imagine 1.4 billion people are under the control of China. It's a terrible country. We don't even know how many people are killed every day or how many people are sent to concentration camps because they disagree with the government. 
besides that they are controlled in every which way. It's a true police state. Uh, the thing is, which is interesting, is China, okay, you know, uh, 30 years ago, you know, they had a lot of people, but they never were so wealthy and so successful. But China is the second greatest economy now on the planet. America's the first, and China's the second. People wonder why. <clears throat> why is China more aggressive? And the idea to that is very interesting. Because what China wants to do is overtake America, overshadow it, and become the greatest nation on earth. As such, America will suffer. Uh, because not only will they lose their consumer base of Chinese people, but China will take over a great deal of industry and so on. China is itching to become the greatest nation on earth. And that is a tremendous punishment for America, you see. But that is waiting in the wings, which means that God is waiting. He's watching what America does. So the immediate threat, which is Biden and Harris and the civil war that they will evoke. So he's stopping that with COVID-19. But because this sin continues, he still has something over America, you see. So you now understand what's happening in many ways in the world uh, in terms of COVID and why and so on. <clears throat> now besides that, you see, there's also a tremendous uh, a, a political warfare going on in Israel. <clears throat> now we know the heir of Rav must be dismissed because as long as the heir of Rav is part of uh, the Israeli government, the Jews will never do tshuva. <clears throat> never. The heir of Rav is the last, is a segment of Jews that want to destroy the bond, the agreement between the Jewish people and God. <clears throat> and they are the worst. You see, in fact, what's, what's terrible, which most people are not aware of, there are 1.5 million kids in the secular public schools in Israel. That's a lot of kids, you see. And they don't learn anything about Judaism. If you said Shema Yisrael, most kids cannot complete the sentence, Hashem Lokein or Hashem Echad, because they don't know anything. Uh, so, the, the Israeli school system is completely devoid of any, time, any types of chinuch, which is Torah education, which is unheard of. You see, I mean, when you think about what God wants, he's always talking about, you know, chinuch to teach the kids, you know. You, you see that by Avram Avinu. When Avram Avinu, uh, when the Rabbani Shalom was saying to himself, you know, <clears throat> That why did I choose Avram? Because he's going to command his kids after him, right? Lishmo, to observe the commandments of God. <clears throat> so therefore, the, the Jewish mission is to educate their kids in Torah and Mitzvahs. Without that, that's one of the greatest sins or desecrations of Jews. Uh, yet that's exactly what goes on in 1.5 million kids are denied a Jewish education. I mean, we have no idea what, that, what kind of a sin that is. Uh, but besides that, you know, to add oil to the fire, they did something else, the heir of Rav, the government of Israel. 
they allowed an institute called the Hartman Institute to create a curriculum which would provide pluralism. They teach kids, in other words, they create a Jewish course, but they do not put any mitzvahs. In fact, they wanted a, there was a group, the Haredim said, okay, put it about Shmir Shabbos, you know, Shminat Shabbat. They said no, because we don't want the kids to be excessively filled with Jewish practice. You believe this? In any case, this Hartman Institute is fundamentally reformed. And what they are teaching the kids in Israel is what? Is that Judaism is pluralistic. What does that mean? That means there are many different forms of Judaism. And they're all good. Reformed, conservative, reconstructionist. So they are destroying the youth of Israel, which is the future generations. <coughs> but it's worse. Because it's one thing if a kid is an ignoramus. He doesn't know anything. So at least if you tell him about Judaism, maybe he'll listen. But if you tell him that there are many forms of Judaism, right? So he'll look at you and say, well, who says your form is correct? It's worse. That's exactly what the Hartman Institute is doing. And all of this is sponsored by the Israeli government, the heir of Rav. <clears throat> you see... So the heir of Rav is destroying the Jewish people. They are destroying Judaism. And therefore they must go. And we are found, finding now that God is slowly destroying them. First that he had elections, three of them, that could not decide. And finally, when there is a government, if the three failed elections, which is incredible, you see, he had Netanyahu indicted for three crimes, which is causing him tremendous problems. Right? And besides that, he has a coalition finally put together between the Likud, Netanyahu, and Gantz, Blue and White, that cannot get along to each other, with each other. They hate each other. So ultimately there will be a fourth election, you see. And hopefully in that election, right, they will get rid of Netanyahu because they realize that the Likud is being destroyed, you see. And they will get rid of Netanyahu and hopefully they'll put in somebody else, who I hope is Gideon Saar. But the main idea, you see, is that we are watching the beginning of the end of the era of Rav. And at the same time, we're watching Trump do his thing. You see, <clears throat> now one of the things that have happened is an incredible idea. You know, we are watching the end of what's called the clip of Yishmoel. Now I gave a shim many, many, uh, two, two years ago, whatever, that said that in the end, just like Esav does tshuva, wanted to do tshuva, Yishmuel did do tshuva. We learned that. Because it says that when Avram died, right, uh, then, uh, then Yishmuel and, and uh, Yitzchak went, obviously, to the, to the burial. But it says that uh, Yitzchak went first, which means that Yishmuel allowed Yitzchak to, to go first, because he could, that was his tshuva, even though Yishmael is the oldest son. So the Torah says that Yishmael did tshuva. You see, therefore in the end of time, Yishmael will do tshuva. Same thing. Now we have been watching this, which is incredible, right? With Saudi Arabia, you know, actually warming up to Israel. But now we are watching a tremendous beginning where the United Arab Emirates now wants to normalize relationships with Israel. That's unheard of. I mean, these are really Sunni Arabs, you know, and they hated Israel. 
But for whatever reason, and Trump is the major person responsible for this, they want to make peace with Israel. <clears throat> and what's going to happen, you see, is that, in other words, what they are doing is changing the climate from hatred to normalization. We tolerate and we will normalize uh, our relationship with Israel, which means that there will be equal trade, there will be embassies, you see, there will be air travel, you see, there will be many tourists and so on. It will be a normal relationship with any normal country. That is unheard of. And what's going to happen is the other Arab nations are going to fall in line. You see. Uh, they're already saying that already uh, Bahrain, which is an Arab nation, right? And, uh, and also... Um, Oman. Oman, that's it, yeah. That Oman and Bahrain want to also join. And they, I also heard also that Morocco wants to normalize. <clears throat> That's an incredible thing that really strictly Arab nations want to join Israel. You are looking at the tshuva of Esau. What's more important is you are looking at the end of the last, what's called klipa, or exile of the Jewish people, you see. And that's what's happening. And besides that, what's also very important is that the, the Abbas is going crazy. Because Rabbi, this means... Rabbi, can you repeat that? Can I what? Can you repeat the, the line before that? The line before that. Well, what I was saying is that we are witnessing the beginning of the end of the Klippa, which is the, the Golas of Yishmuel against the hatred of the, uh, the persecutor of the Jews from the Yishmuel, from the Arabs themselves. Because many nations will now follow because the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, has broken the ice. So you're watching a messianic prophecy actually unfolding this week. You see? Which is incredible. Now what's also important is that they are going around Abbas. Which means that people realize that Abbas has now lost his influence and his importance. Therefore, uh, I believe that not only will these nations, but you also will eventually happen, have Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia will also normalize relations, which fundamentally is the beginning of the end of the Palestinians. You see, because the other na Arab nations are going around. You see, but this is the beginning. But in many ways, this is the, the, what you're looking at is a messianic prediction. Just like Trump is a messianic prediction. This also is a messianic prediction. And guess what? Trump is the main guy who did this. It happened under Trump's administration. And he obviously played a great hand. So look at what Trump has done, you see, which is incredible. You know, people are saying that he deserves, the no he deserves the Nobel Peace Prize, you know, for doing this, which he does, actually. Because if they all join, normalize, then that's one of the greatest victories, to bring peace to the Middle East. But there's a reason why, you know. Normalization is not because they realize, it's really because they realize that they need Israel more than Israel needs them, for several reasons. They need Israel because of the Shiites. Iran, of course, wants the war with them. 
So Israel is the only nation that can stand up to Iran and destroy them. The second reason why they need Israel is they need the technology of Israel. Because Israel has become a superpower, you see, in the world. The high tech and so on, all the industries that they have, you know, they are now, uh, they, they are now superpowers in terms of many different fields. So the Arab nations need that. You know why? Because oil is on the way out. It's interesting. Do you know that in America, GM and Ford are now going to focus not on gasoline engines, but on uh, electric cars. Could you imagine General Motors is going to begin to give up uh, you know, internal combustion engines with gas, and they're going to have instead uh, electric cars. And just like you have, and, and it's, it's the whole auto industry that wants to switch over. And besides cars, guess what? Then the next thing is buses, trucks, maybe trains. You see? Uh, they now have developed, which is interesting, a battery that a car can now go on one charge for 300 miles. It's amazing. 300 miles is what you get from a, gallon, a tank of gas. But you now can get it from a charge. And they want to put thousands of charging stations all over the United States. In the next 10 years, you are going to see a major shift in the demand for oil downward, you see. And the Arabs know that. So therefore, they realize they have to change their economies because all of them basically rely on oil, you see. And of course, the best thing to do is to ally yourself with Israel, you know, where you can share in the tremendous te technology of Israel itself. So you're watching what's called a paradigm shift in the Middle East, you see, because the Arabs realize, you know, they're on their way out. They want to make the region into a, great, a tremendous region. But what's holding them back is this tremendous amount of hatred toward Israel, you see. And that is changing. But that is the beginning of a, uh, a, a prophecy of Mashiach. And it's happening this week, which is before Elul, which is before Rosh Hashanah, you see. <clears throat> so what we are doing is watching incredible historical events happening. We are watching the rise of Biden and Harris. We are watching the George Floyd murder and the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter that are destroying cities, the chaos and the, and the anarchy and so on. Then we are watching COVID. I mean, it's incredible what you're watching. And we now realize that COVID is a replacement of, of a death sentence against America, you see. We are watching a possibility of the rise of China for the first time in the last, uh, you know, five, ten years. It never happened before. And we now know why. And we are watching the tremendous uh, dissolution of the Erevrav because they, they are thinking, I don't know if you know it, but uh, Likud, when they took a poll a couple of months ago, they, had, they went from 36 to 41 seats. But now there's a tremendous amount of demonstrations and pro protests against Netanyahu because they realize that this guy is bought and sold to try to get himself freed. All he thinks about is the court case coming up in January. In fact, that's really what he thinks about more than he does about governing Israel. So how can a man who's been indicted for three crimes run a country when everything he does 
basically has the intent of how can I use it to get free from the court case. You can't have a, 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 a prime minister doing this, you see. So there are tremendous prime, uh, protests going on, demonstrations all over the country to get this guy out, you see. So his days are numbered, and I'm sure he's beginning to realize. And I'm not even going into the, what's going to happen you know, in January when he's going to be on trial. So there are many things that are happening now, you see. And one of the things, the two things are going to happen in America that are really going to uh, put the nail in the coffin of Biden and, and Harris. One of them is the Durham report, where you're going to see the unbelievable criminality and corruption of the Democratic Party with the FISA courts and the desire to impeach Trump. That's going to come out and really reveal the terrible criminality of the, the Democratic Party. And the second thing is going to be the debates between Trump and Biden, where everybody's going to see that Biden fundamentally is senile, and it's going to get worse. And by the way, that's what really scares people. Because normally a vice president, you know, how much influence does a vice president really have on the president? It is the president that makes the policy, but not so now, because uh, because Biden is basically senile. So she will have an enormous influence on this individual. And not only that, if he becomes really senile, Alzheimer's or dementia, he will be removed from the presidency because of the 25th Amendment, which can remove a president. Guess one, guess who will take over? Harris. Could you imagine Harris as the president? You know, she will really destroy America. Therefore, she we're watching tremendous president. dangers. What was that? She, she can't be, even if he deems unfit, she can't become president because she's an anchor baby. Her parents are not legal citizens of America. Well, so that you know, means that Nancy Pelosi automatically becomes president. Which if is Biden which is, deems unfit. Yeah, but that's like, what would you prefer, the frying pan or the, or the fire? If, Nancy if Pelosi they're, they're will destroy all, America. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's they will the all destroy. Yeah, oh that's yeah. why they chose Kamala, because she can't, she's just like a face. Yeah, but you never know what may happen. She may worm her way into the presidency. Who knows? Especially if they take over and so on. But anyway, what we see now is tremendous historical events in America that we've never seen before. But like I say, the good part is that Trump is doing, his, uh, doing incredible things to help the tikkun of, of the Jewish people. You know, and we see the beginning of the era of Rav, how Netanyahu is falling. We see the, the emergence of Yishmuel doing tshuva. You see, it, it's almost like, it's like, it's like everything's on schedule. You see, and that's what's going to happen. This Rosh Hashanah is going to be probably the greatest Rosh Hashanah of all time. Because in this Rosh Hashanah, God has to decide will he bring the Mashiach next year or not. And I believe he will decide that the Mashiach is going to come, at least begin the process next year. So as they say in English, stay tuned. Stay tuned for uh, just incredible events that will happen. Any questions? I heard Lebanon also wants to do peace with um, Israel. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, but Lebanon is a basket Hezbollah case. Hezbollah will never let it. No, but the deal, let me tell you something. 
nobody's going to give money to uh, Lebanon, right? Even though uh, Lebanon is dying. It's incredible. The corruption of that country. Could you imagine Lebanon has 7 million people, right? Do you know how much they owe? $120 billion. Can you ask, can you tell me how 7 million people can come up with a debt of $120 billion? That's unbelievable. That's how much corruption is in Lebanon. But God is destroying them. That whole port is gone. The grains are gone. The money is worthless. It used to be 1,500, what do you call it, uh, Lebanese pounds to a dollar. Now it's 10,000. That whole country is dying. You know, the unemployment rate and so on, you know. So why would Israel care about Lebanon? They're nothing, you see. And certainly Israel will not make peace with Lebanon unless they get rid of, uh, what do you call it, they get rid of uh, Hezbollah. So that may or may not happen, you see. But of course Lebanon needs Israel. They're dying, you see. Um, But we're watching, we're going to watch this spread all over the Middle East. Is the guardian angel of Yishmael, the Tsar, being destroyed? No. When is that going to happen? No, no, no. On the contrary, Yishmael will do tshuva. Oh, because usually I thought to get rid... So he doesn't have to be destroyed because he's going to do tshuva? Yeah. Yeah, because that, that works its way down from heaven. Okay. Yeah. The, the Malach himself has to change. You see... Or else the people don't change. Everything is instigated on high. That's how it starts, you see. But we're looking at messianic events. Most people do not realize, you see. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, now that, like, COVID is still around, but it it is getting less and less, like, prominent or people are getting less worried. Schools are about to open, God willing, and all that. That's right, yeah. That's right. So is, is Hashem want us in some way to get back to normalcy? Or yes. Still, yes? Yes, sure. Yeah, because in order, in order for Trump really to help Israel, America has become a great nation. Because the greater America is, the greater people will run after America. And since America is such a tight ally with Israel, they will run after Israel. Why do you think the United Arab, Arab, the United Arab Emirates? Part of the reason is not just because of what Israel is. Part of the reason, you see, is because they must be friends with America. And the way to be friends with America, especially Trump, is you have to normalize relationship with Israel. It's part of it. It's the American influence over the world uh, that causes Arabs to want to be friends with Israel. So now it's working because of Iran, because oil is going out, and so on. You okay, see, but so one of the ideas is America has to become great. Same idea. So how do we bring down the immorality? So that China- you know, that is a very good question. How is that going to end? That's mm-hmm. a very good question. That is unknown. It's an unknown how that's going to end. Because right now, that is such a pervasive force. I mean, America is such a hefkerus, hefkerut. It's unbelievable what goes on out there. I don't know. I've not figured that out yet. Maybe How he's going to do that. Dave. What? 
Morella, are you confident? Maybe it's Morella, are you confident? I'm sorry. It's okay. Who's this? Abe. Are, are, you, are, you, are you confident that Trump is going to win? Yes. <laughs> Thank God. That's right. <laughs> because, like I said, if, if, if Biden wins, what are the consequences? America's destroyed. And I believe there will be a tremendous civil war. Because nobody's going to tolerate uh, what Biden is going to do. Where he's going to take away capitalism, that means they're going to restrict, they're going to raise tax like crazy. Right? And not only that, in order to pay off the trillions of dollars that they, they, they spent, you know, but they're going to allow illegal immigrants to come in. They're going to let people out of jails. They're going to give immigrants free. free. Yeah, it's incredible. The whole America is going to fall apart. For what? Because that guy, that Michigander, Biden, and Harris, because the Democratic Party want to destroy America. It's incredible. So what you're going to watch, and when you want to take away the guns from people, when they want to defund the police, nobody's going to allow that. So what's going to happen is you're going to see the beginning of a civil war. God does not want that. I have a question. Yeah. So now, okay, let's say Rosh Hashanah comes, God willing, Hashem decides that Mashiach should, uh, the process should start. What's yes. Like, what's the, like, when, what's the next step? Like, a holiday, does he appear? Does, when does it, like, when, <clears throat> you know, you have any points, like, you know. When do we get ready to see him? <laughs> well, well, the key concept, if... And when the Rabbanisham decides is that he ends the Golas. That's the key. Ending the Golas is the concept of, and God knew in, 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 uh, in Shemais, where it says that God heard the cries of the Jews. It says, Vayedalukim, and God knew. And Yediyah is always associated with the sphere of, of uh, Yisoid. That's the Pekidah. That Yisoyed will join, join with Malchus, those two spheres. And Yisoyed is the sphere that is the uh, conduit of all the upper eight. So you have eight from Kese all the way down to Netzachoid, and then Yisoyed is the faucet, so to speak. And Malchus is the pale. Uh, so when the, when the ore, the f- incredible spiritual force of Yisoyed, which really encapsulates all the upper eight besides Yisoyed, that, that force goes into Malchus. And Malchus is the force that creates the entire universe. When that happens, that's the Pekido. You see? Uh, so what that means is it's the equivalent of the Sneh. When the Mashiach realizes who he is, and uh, that's it. Then he can begin to grow. But at the same time, something has to happen even to the Jewish people, you see. So I believe you will see the downfall, or the overthrow is a better word, of the era of Rav. You will see the overthrow of Biden and all the Democrats. And I'm hoping they will be slaughtered in a landslide. Uh, you know, not only will Trump win, but he will win, win a tremendous landslide. <coughs> and that, in many ways, will be the overthrow of evil. Because that's what the redemption is. Remember, the redemption, the Gaula, is the greatest force in the universe. Once it begins, 
It is unstoppable and it is irreversible once it begins. <clears throat> you see? So that will happen. This Rosh Hashanah, hopefully, that God will decide. So like I say, so the immediate aftermath is that the Mashiach himself will be informed in some way that he is the Mashiach and then he's released and he begins to grow. You see? And at the same time, you know, however long that growth will take place. But the main thing is that it starts. You know? Uh, that's the main idea. But did he didn't start yet? You don't think he started yet? No. No, because we are down to the wire. Remember, I once gave a shit about the windows and the gate? Yes. The, the windows are shutting. It's Have one it nanometer. It's one nanometer before it shuts. So, not yet. We shut the gates would open, and the ore would open. But we're looking at it's literally down. To, it's like one nanometer away from the end. But it cannot shut because then the world would cease to exist. You see. But remember, the concept of Biden and Harris and the whole liberal, the extreme Democratic Party, Pelosi and Schumer and all these people. You know. Uh, that is, their ascendancy is the window shutting. But the moment that the window opens, then they are finished. You see? The gate. And then we're going to see a tremendous amount of good. What was that? Uh, you said the moment that the window opens. You, did you mean the gate? The moment that the gate opens? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, that's what I meant, the gate, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the window and then the gate opens and that's the, and that is the beginning of the enormous influx of tremendous spheres, the light. And like I said, once it starts, remember, it's Be'itoi in its time. It is unstoppable and is irreversible. It cannot be stopped and it cannot be reversed. Why? Because that's Be'itoi. That is the final time. And only two people knew then when that was. That was Yaakov Avinu, when he was dying, and he called all his sons together. And he said, I want to tell you what will happen, in the end of days. And then the Shekhinah left him, because obviously they not, God did not want Yaakov to reveal that. So Yaakov knew when it would end, and the only other person was Doniel. You see? Because Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Oh, yeah, I see, Daniel, okay. Yeah, Daniel, yes, that's right. He also knew, and he knew because the Malach told him. The Malach told him that it will be in a time, in a time and a half. That's what he told him. And nobody knows what that refers to. And people, believe me, people have been trying to figure that out for thousands of years. Uh, but the secret lies in those words, in a time, in a time and a half. But in any case, though, it's the only two people that knew. And once Be'itoi has arrived... Then that's it. God swore that this is the end time, you see, and it has to come. So we are literally down to the wire. And that's why I believe uh, this whole concept, uh, you know, in terms of that God is trying to preserve the good part of Asa with Trump. Very important idea, you see, and that'll happen. But okay, what complicated so the matter, remember... What complicated it is the Supreme Court decision in June of 2015, which meant that America had to go through an atonement or a cleaning process. 
That's what complicates the matter. Like I say, that is being solved. So far, anyway. Rabbi, question. You said that we have to go back to normal. What does that mean, to go back to normal? Who's we? So like like uh, the people going back to school and school. <clears throat> really, that's going to happen? Yeah, of course. Yeah. America will go back to the normal way it was living. What, after the election uh, or before? Well, what's going to happen is a vaccine is going to come out. They said in October. Right? I think what? they're not releasing it until the election is no, over. No, they said in October uh, uh, there's going to be released a vaccine. Okay, yeah, they're, they're doing tremendous. They're, this is the first time in history that they're going to develop a vaccine in what, in four or five months? It's unheard of. Yeah, but that's because they poured in billions of dollars, and they've got everybody. I heard that Israel has a real vaccine already that works perfect with animals, and they're going to start human trials uh, right after Yom Tov and Sukkot. You know, and believe me, if Israel has a vaccine, it's going to work. But Israel is only one of the companies, you know. But somebody's going to develop a real vaccine. People are going to take it, and that's it. What? I bet you China, when they made the flu, they probably made the cure, but they didn't give it to us. Well, maybe. I think. Although it's not likely, because if they had the cure, then because many Chinese people are also dying. It's not likely. About their people. <clears throat> yeah. Look, that that itself is interesting to watch. There's going to be, after this is over, which means there's going to be a vaccine, everything will go back to normal. There's going to be a tremendous backlash against China because China has dest- almost destroyed the world. That's why. Uh, so a lot of people are fuming at what China did. It's their fault. You see. Because they knew already that the viruses, you can transmit it from human to human. And what they did is they said that Wuhan cannot in any way go into the rest of China. But they didn't care that Wuhan was traveling all over the world. In fact, that's how it went all around the world, through Wuhan. Because Wuhan is an industrial center. And people from Wuhan were taking planes to European countries all over. And the virus spreads very quickly. And that's how it happened. China allowed the virus to spread and become a global pandemic. Yeah. And they knew about it. One doctor tried to uh, warn the world and they murdered him. Yeah. And they silenced everybody else. It's beyond humanness what these people did. The amount of money lost, the amount of lives, suffering is, is all at the doorstep of China. So I believe there's going to be a tremendous backlash and therefore, that may be also how Ch- God is going to bring down China and communism. Because the people may be so sick and tired of what the ruling class, you know, the communist, the, uh, communist Chinese people have done, that maybe they'll overthrow. Who knows? You know, look, evil people can only do their thing until their measure is up. Once their measure is up, then they're overthrown. And there's nothing in the universe that they can do because... The God decrees how long they last. Uh, Just like the Soviet Union, the decree was that they have to end, you see, uh, you know. And and therefore that'll be the, that may be be the way China is overthrown and also become a normal nation. Look, there's all this is up ahead. So Rabbi, you... 
traveling is going back to normal. Like, uh, like it's so what? hard. Like, even travel, We've... everything is going to go back to what? Why not? What? Why not? Really? Of course. I mean, it'll like, take time Israel. because people have lost money, obviously. You know, people have tremendous debts. Yeah, it'll take time, but it'll ultimately all go back to normal. Why not? There's so no reason we, to uh, lock down. What? Moving to Israel. When is what? When do you see us moving to Israel? <clears throat> well, remember what I, I said, and I gave a lecture last week, you know, is that Misham, that I see, in fact, uh, uh, I, I gave this lecture yes, to you. Yes, the Mashiach is going to bring us there with him. So therefore, the exile will end, or the redemption will begin in America. I remember I, told, I quoted the Pasuk, Misham Mikabetzcha, from there, yes. right? And I, I, that was last week's year. That the exile will end, the Geula will start in the exile itself, you see, which is America, which is the main part, you see. So you'll know when it's time, because whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen, <clears throat> you see, and it's going to start in America itself. After the four you know? years. What was that? After, in four years, let's say Trump wins, after the four years, What's going to happen to America? It's going to go down the drain. No. I don't believe so. But look, the Mashiach will be here long before the four years are up. Remember, you're looking at America in a political way, you know, in a natural Teva way. You know, once the Gula starts, there's no more Teva. It's all, I mean, there's Teva, but it is now all decreed. It's Xera. Everything now has to be in the service of Gula, redemption. So we're not looking anymore really at a normal way. You know, there are elections and you have countries. We don't even know what... Look, just like we do not know what a messianic era is, and that's after Sheikh bin David comes, we don't even know what the transition period looks like. Right now we are at the ends of the exile. But we don't know what the transition period will be. Right? From the end of the exile until Mashiach ben David. You see? That's a, that is a transition period. We have no idea what that looks like. Rabbi, what about yes. the anti-Semitism that's growing now? When is that going to end? <clears throat> well, again, once the Messianic era or the beginning of it starts, that will also be dealt with. Because you have to remember, part of that process is where people will begin to recognize that there's something special about Jews. You see. And anti-Semitism also has to end. And it does end in terms of the redemption. You know. But it's all part and parcel of this whole process. So what's the purpose of, it, of its growth right now? What's the what? What's the purpose of the growth of anti-Semitism, the rise of it right now? <clears throat> the purpose of it is what's called the attempt of evil to do what it can to influence people, you see, and to frighten Jews. <clears throat> That's its purpose. It's the proliferation of evil, you see. And there's, uh, there's other ideas also, because God is going to see who are the anti-Semites. It's called the Birur, a selection. And those people who are anti-Semitic, you see, 
they will not live to see the messianic era. They have self-selected themselves to be destroyed. So in a certain sense, it's a bureau, which is called a selection process of which goyim will deserve to be around and which goyim won't. You see. And that's what's going to happen. Just like in the end of Egypt, the Egyptian was destroyed. You see. Because they chose to be terribly anti-Semitic. Same idea. You know. Look, we don't know what the scenario will be once the Geula begins. And I don't, I'm not talking about <clears throat> Sheikh Ben David. I'm talking about Sheikh Ben Yosef. We don't know. Because then the whole Hanhogo, then the actions of God are purely in the direction of redemption. You're not going to look at a normal sequence. You know. But we don't know exactly what will be. But it will be. You see. Okay. Very good class, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Yep, I wanted to bring everybody up to speed. (laughs) Up to date. Up to date, yeah. You now know many things that most people never, never, hardly anybody even knows. You know what COVID is in Russia, not Russia, China, and Israel. All the meaning of all this is. It's really. Rabbi, now I recommend you go to Dubai. It's an amazing place. Did you go to Dubai? Yes. It's I heard it's the incredible. Best play. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. You must, must go. I have yeah, I was a thinking. kosher caterer there. I know you the, do? the head of the shul and the community there. I'll hook you, oh, you up, know, Rabbi. You know them? Yes. Who am I talking I to? I to go to Dubai. Amy's sister. Ah, Amy. so Amy, you're connected to Dubai in some way. So you know the Jewish community there? Well, if there yeah, is one, I don't know. I there do. Is. There is, yes, there is. Very interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking of that. If I can get to Dubai, now, you know, right now I can't even get into Israel. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, they won't even let me in because I'm not a citizen, you know. But I was thinking, yeah, I heard that they have seven-star hotels. Could you imagine? It's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, you should know one thing. I want to tell you something. The concept of Dubai, right? And the whole concept of Yishmuel, the success of Yishmuel, you know, why there's oil underneath them and all that stuff, you know, is to reward Yishmuel. That's why. It's to bring a reward to Yishmuel. Because even though they've been, in many ways, very bad to the Jews, you know, but remember Egypt where God said, you will not afflict an Egyptian? And that's after 210 years of slavery and killing Jews, right? Because, and it says in the Torah, God is very meticulous about Hakarat HaTov, you see? And just like Egypt, because it said you were strangers near land, right? And they took care of you, even though it was terrible. But in the end, you know, you ate from their plate and you lived in their place and so on. So what he did is he rewarded Egypt. How? by making it the greatest nation on earth, right? Egypt, why do you think Egypt was the greatest nation on earth? Because the Jews who are destined to be there had to be, you know, they had to be rewarded for that. The same thing with Ishmael. 
because the Jews have been in the land of Yishmael, right, for 1,500 years, right, even though they were in many ways terrible to the Jewish people. I mean, the amount of people that they killed, especially Muhammad, where he killed the Jews of Medina, and so on, you know. But the Jews were strangers in their land, and these guys, you know, they supported the Jews, and so on. So the reward of that is that the Arabs, you know, they live with untold riches. You know, and Dubai, Saudi Arabia, especially, you know, the, these uh, God has chosen which ones to exemplify, you know, the, the lifestyle as a reward. You see? But I'm curious to see Dubai. And Rabbi, the, the mosque in Abu Dhabi is fascinating. I, I know you're allowed to walk into a mosque. Yeah, there are, no, went, there are no idols there. Exactly, and I went in, and the air and the energy there was, it was fascinating. Honestly, it was so, there was like a very special air. It was very nice, and they, it was very interesting because they had all, they had like 72 names for Hashem, like their Allah, and oh, yeah? a lot of the names were very similar to the Hebrew names, like Rahim, yeah. and, and it was like a lot of correlations, which was interesting. Uh-huh. Where was this? In Abu, 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 Abu Dhabi. Oh, not in, not in Dubai. So that's another area in the United Arab, Arab Emirates. It's made Emirates, up of yeah. all different. So that's another area. Did yeah. you feel any anti-Semitism when you were there? Not even. How about this? My passport still has a stamp from Israel from tw- oh, 2002. Really? Yeah. And when I got there, he saw the stamp. He didn't care. My name on my passport is Sarah. He didn't even care. And they were fine. <clears throat> wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, because what they're interested in, in money. Money, what do they yeah, care? they don't care. So, cool. What do they want to get involved in? This nonsense of, of yeah exactly it's money and the Jewish money is very good <laughs> very nice okay listen I'll let you know when I go to Dubai you know okay anyway Rabbi, Rabbi. great and uh, next Thank week you, Rabbi have a good night oh Rabbi yeah. yes next week is it possible to start at eight thirty yes okay great perfect. Uh, okay, so 8.30 instead of 8.15. Correct, just for next week. Okay, fine, no problem. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Okay, okay. Anyway, everybody have a great week. Thank you, too. Yeah. Uh, A.B.? Yeah, hi. Hi, did you call him, Sammy? I did, but he ha- he was in the middle of something. He couldn't. I'll call him okay. next, week. next week. Yeah, just let him know that, uh, you know... Okay, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Bye. What, yeah. What, what, what about the stock market? Which way is that going? <laughs> going back up? <laughs> Why don't you ask me for the lottery number? It's even better. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, the stock market will do okay. Yeah, it's not going yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not it's to No, it's, it's already almost back to what it was, right? It is right. people, yeah, because people realize that this country is coming back. You know, there's going to be a vaccine. 
that Trump is fabulous for the economy. You know, so that, that's why it's coming back. You know, why sell when everything's going to come back, you see? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rabbi? Yes. Uh, it's Elise, uh, AB sister. Um, yes. I was just curious because something that me personally I've been reading and doing, um, I wanted to know what you knew about it. So, uh, Rabbi, the, I've been reading Sefer Devarim, not because it's this time, but because all year long, all the time they said that um, reading Sefer Devarim uh, helps bring in the Geula. Okay. Did you did you ever did you do you ever hear any extra findings too? Uh, like I've heard, I read about it. Um, have you read the same? Have I read what? That reading Sefer Devarim helps usher in the Geula, especially like now that we're going through the birthing pains of it. Um, I, I tell you, I, I personally have never really heard that statement. Could be, but I, I personally okay. have never heard that statement. I have like a whole thing on it and on how, why and how it works, but I've been doing it for a, very, for a while now. Okay, that's um, good. And they, they, one, of the, one of the reasons is that, um, that like there's five redemption, the last, there's five books, and there's all the redemptions. Each one is like the book of the Varim is written by Moshe, which is supposedly the Mashiach. So it yes. helps bring in the last Geula when you read okay. and study and learn from it. Then it also okay. says because of, uh, you know, about the gates and how many Pesukim and where is Ani Hashem Levado. All that they, it, I'll, I'll, one of these days, okay. if you wanted to read up on it, I'll send it to you. But okay, there's, there's some very strong rabbis from Morocco that uh, that really, really okay. say how important it is. I'm just curious Great. you never heard that. No, I never heard it personally, no. 